know if it was called Turtles in Time or not. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna get. I'll get really. I'm gonna drop some acid and I'll check it out, Andrew. <laughs> it's so. The third one is so bad. I'll, I'm gonna anyway. drop some ooze and check it out, Andrew. <laughs> that's what I call. Well, no, that's the second. That's the second one. Okay, the secret of the ooze. That's the second. Oh. That's Turtles. Oh, two. okay. Yeah. That's uh, the one where they do acid. Okay, got right. it. <laughs> right. And they have really long headbands for some reason. That always bothered me. Well, it's because they're doing acid. Okay, gotcha. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Just kind of downloading your GPS, your phone data, sending a drone over to you just to, uh, you know, send a nice reminder that you shouldn't be listening to the podcast. Right. We can do that. Now, when most people don't know that when you when you listen to a podcast, we can actually spy on you. You're you're allowing us to, you know, most people don't read that fine print, but uh, yeah, right, we can do that. But every time you hit play, you are agreeing to our terms, right? Which which includes right, you know, an authorization of military force. You know what I mean? So so we're checking to see if you only have one friend, and if we see you in the car, being you know laughing it up with more than one person, better watch yourself. Yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Andrew. All right, fuzzball. Okay, fuzzball. What are we we talking about this week? Fellow fuzzball, Fuzzball. Andrew. Let's talk about time barons, Andrew. I'm talking about a two-player hand management card dueling game. Andrew. Yes, time barons. This is kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a more niche game, maybe a little more cult kind of game um, yeah maybe not as big out there but it is uh well we don't want to spoil the end but uh yeah it's it's pretty fun uh it was brought to our attention recently and uh yeah time bear by a listener so. yeah yeah and thanks again to that listener thanks Kyle. <laughs> um pete we don't want to get too deep into the weeds here about time barons, so why don't we just go ahead and uh sum it up in one sentence for the listeners here okay one sentence explanations Okay, Andrew, right. so we got to sum up Time Barons in one sentence for our lovely, attractive, uh, magnetic, personalityed, wonderful listeners, Andrew. Uh, and if I had to say what Time Barons is in one sentence, for our listeners specifically, Andrew, because they're going to be the only ones that get this, I would say it is our segment, post-apocalyptic, in card game form. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you listen to the show, you got that one. Uh, pretty good. It is, um, yeah, it's just like that, actually. You're fighting over you're fighting over a game. Wow, that'd be interesting. Whoa. So next time we do post-apocalyptic, maybe I'll say I'll bring a, I'll bring a copy of Time Barons to fight with. That's, yeah, that's a good one. exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's interesting because just like in our segment, you kind of can choose from, uh, you know, everything that's out there, more or less, you know what I mean, throughout time and decide what to bring, you know what I mean, to beat mm-hmm. the other tribe. Uh, so um, it's it's right there. <laughs> it almost almost calling my lawyer, Andrew, honestly. <laughs> my uh, my lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani, I'll just give him a call real quick here. Whoops, I don't, it's saying that, uh, you know, he's he's in jail now, you know what I mean? 
He's at. Uh, I'm getting. Knows, his, by, I'm by, getting by, his... by the time this comes out, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting his voicemail, and it says uh, currently in jail. See you in you know five years or whatever. Try calling up uh, Four Seasons uh, Lawn Care or whatever. That Landscaping, was. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had to sum up Time Barons in one sentence, I would say that it is a card game of advancing your society's technology for the sole purpose of killing as many yep. people as possible. Yeah. Yep. So. That's, that's right. It. You're 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 advancing your technology, but only to kill. That's only to kill. Yes, that is it. true. This is not a <laughs> this is not a civilization builder where you like learn math and stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is th- this is kind of like Seven Wonders, but if it was all military. You know what I mean? If there was right. no, you know what I mean? If there was no baths that you could build, or there's no, <laughs> uh, you know. You couldn't learn math and stuff like that or, like, uh, do astral, uh, you know, uh, navigation and or whatever else is in Seven Wonders if it was just literally, like, a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, we got that out of the way, but let's let's give a little bit more than just one sentence here. What do you think? Uh, okay, how about a paragraph? Andrew, uh, four <laughs> sentences, I believe. You got you to, gotta, uh, you know, teachers out okay, there, well, let me know if that's what, what a paragraph is. Uh, looking have, it up on Webster's Dictionary, paragraph. <laughs> Going to paragraph. Yeah, opening com. sentence, uh, three detailed yeah. sentences, yeah. Uh, and a closing sentence. Right, right, okay. <laughs> right, right. That's every paragraph has a right three supporting sentences to your thesis. <laughs> um, honestly, kind of wild how we teach people to write. Anyway, yeah, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Time Barons is a very fun uh, dueling game. So this is, I, honestly, this is like in the vein of Magic the Gathering, you know what I mean? Or yeah, I our beloved so, yeah. Android Netrunner, or even Pokemon right. and stuff like that. I mean, in in that, you know, you're going to be able to draw cards into your hand and then play them, you know, to use them to ultimately destroy your opponent who has, like, I guess, you know, a certain amount of, like, hit points, essentially. Now, in this game, eh, those are variable hit points because here's the here's the hook of this game, Andrew is when you play cards into your, um, what would you say, society, I guess? Um, yeah. Your city, your society, your tribe. Um, you can then put followers on those cards. Part, one of the actions you can do is attract more followers. And mm-hmm. you can put them on cards, move them around between cards, etc. These are all different actions you can take. And if you um, do damage to a to a card, which is also known as like a site, like a building almost that they're that they're on, then you can kill their followers as well in the meantime. And if you destroy the entire card, if you, you know, um, defeat the card, if you if you damage the card over its defense, then you destroy all the followers on it. And the ultimate goal is to get rid of all of the followers uh, of your opponent. And if you can do that, you win. Now, uh, the followers are little, at least in the copy we have, little blue, just kind of plain tokens that you put on them. So, um, right. little like Mancala gems or whatever. Right. Um, we have like the glass beads that I believe comes with the right. original print of this game. We have the right. original print, I believe, of this game. We're just cool enough to have that original print. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing about this game is in the center between the two of you, you have four piles of cards each you know number one two three and four those are supposed to represent different kind of ages of of technology or society so you all you all start at uh, age one and you can only draw cards out of that first pile 
unless mm -hmm. you want to spend some of your actions to then upgrade yourself to the second age. And the, the cards in the second age are going to be like more advanced. Um, and right. the third and the fourth, so on. But by the time you get up to the the third stage, that's kind of like supposed to be like current times. And yep. then the uh, the fourth stage is kind of like futuristic stuff, like, uh, you know, laser beams and mind control and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess the kind of the backstory of the game, Andrew, is that you and your opponent are, I, I believe the game refers to you as kind of like shadow people, essentially. You're, you're, you're people who, you're almost like Highlanders. You're uh, immortals who, uh, you know, have always existed in the background of society, essentially. And you are using the technologies from all throughout time in, in an effort to... Um, you know, destroy your enemy, essentially. And so that's why you can essentially uh, go from stuff that was, you know, used in the very far past to stuff that isn't even exist in our current time yet, you know, very futuristic stuff. Um, and then, uh, like you said, it's all about murder, baby. It's all <laughs> about killing followers uh, until there are none left for your opponent and hoisting that trophy. Now, you can only attack when you have uh, a sight, like a card down, that gives you the ability to attack, right? Um, right. Some of the cards don't give you the ability to attack. They just give you other abilities, like you might gain an extra follower, or you can pick an extra card, or you can shuffle yep. around your followers, different things like that. I would say most don't give you the ability to attack, honestly. This right. is not a... Now, when we say that it's all about killing and, and, and murder and attack and all that stuff, it doesn't mean that, like, every card you put down is, like, you know, a gun or something like that. Um, it just means that uh, the ultimate goal is to right. kill the followers of your opponent. But most of the cards are just things that do actions other than dealing damage. You know what I mean? Like you said... Um, there are uh, things on the cards, actions that the cards can do that are triggered if you have a certain amount of followers on them. So some cards, if you have three followers on that card, you can do this more powerful action. If you only have one, you can do this one other action, etc. Um, and so it, it has a very cool system. Some of the actions are just free. So it has a very cool system. There's a certain amount of like tableau building here where, um, or, or even engine building, where you're putting down cards into your society and trying to make combos of different actions and moving around followers to trigger different actions on different cards in yes. an effort to kind of create a very stable engine of not only dealing damage but also attracting more followers, um, which, of course, essentially gives you more health points. Right. That's probably my favorite part of this game is lining up a combo. You're like, okay, I have this card. If I put this down and then move these guys over here, then I can attack. And it's just like, you know, all of a sudden yep. you can be winning the game. So, uh, yeah, I love that. Love that aspect. I think that I think that's really the main thing that makes it stick out from something like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon is that you don't just play a card and then attack with it until it dies and then you know move it to the discard pile and then repeat you know what i mean over and over again you play a card and then um you know then you start moving around followers to it you trigger certain actions on it but then you move followers to maybe another card um it, it's it's it has a whole nother layer to it i think which is really nice yeah. um and there are accessory cards now this is something <laughs> that like something like let's take android runner uh netrunner for um for instance 
is something they they do really well. One of the things that they uh, you know distance themselves from Magic, even though it's the same creator. Uh, with is that well, and I, and I'm sure they do this in in later iterations of Magic too. We're not fully up to date on on the Magic meta out there, but um, in, in this game there are accessory cards, I believe they call them, um, that you can you know put on other cards. Like there's a card that is like sentient AI from from right. future technology, and you can play it on any other card. So I think one time Andrew, you played since you were going to play sentient AI on a church. So it was going to be an a, right. it was going to be a church with sentient AI. You know what I mean? Uh, well, which sentient, is really cool. Sentient AI makes it so that you don't need to have any followers on a uh, site for it to complete its action. So I think a church. I think the action for a church is like you get new followers, right? You're like, aha. Um, uh-huh. Kind of so if you have the sentient AI, you don't need anybody to be on that card. You could just be like it. It does the job for you. So right, I it's just like come on, on, come on in. Uh, you know what I mean? Welcome to the church. It, you right. are a follower now, and like grabs them off the street and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's cool. It creates, it paints a really cool picture. You know the combos, how the how the cards work together. That one game we played, I did successfully use the sentient AI on the what was it? The sniper tower, I believe, uh, which is a, oh. uh, a cool card because. That makes it so if your your opponent can't move their followers from site to site without losing a few of them, if you have that card in play. Right. So, um, so it was almost like you had a cyborg, of... um, you know, sniper, <laughs> yeah. which is really which is yeah. really cool. I th- the theme of this game is great. I mean, it, the the yes. the creator of this game did a great job of applying the theme to the cards and really putting thought into how the cards not only play themselves but play with each other and other cards and things like that and fit mm-hmm. into like a cohesive story um for how it work how for how you know your your colony your settlement works with these cards which i think is really cool um and uh, and i think that's a really cool thing that makes it stick out for sure uh, both both the idea of these followers which are essentially your hit points as well and being able to move them around between different sites different cards um trying to you know avoid them being killed but also trying to use them to your advantage to trigger certain actions um that help you uh it's just a cool uh you know it's cool balance absolutely and speaking of the uh developers of this game pete i did happen to look up the history of this game and uh it was very easy this time because the whole history of the game is written right on their website. <laughs> so uh, I love it. It's it's all laid out right there for you. So I'm just gonna quickly uh, here let you know what it says on that website. Um, you just you, you go ba- yeah you just you go to the website and it it just says hi Andrew and Pete thanks for talking about us on your podcast here's everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> it's just it's just a script. It's like start reading here. Do you only have one friend? Well, do you also do a podcast? <clears throat> Here you are. Here's a script for you. Here you are. Here's a, here's it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Time Barons was originally released in 2014, mm. um, designed by John Perry and Derek. Andrew, e. I was only 14 at that time. No, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Okay. 21. Mm-hmm. I just started um, drinking. It's cool. <laughs> hey, don't say it. this is a family show. Um. Uh-oh. Anyway, drinking uh, <laughs> Coca Cola. That's right. I had to wait till I was 21 to start drinking cola because my parents <laughs> are born again. All right, can I get through this? Here we go. Uh, 2014, John Perry and Derek Yu. And the artwork is done by Derek Yu also. Love the so artwork. I, Just a quick yeah, shout-out to... 
it's kind of nice, isn't it? It's got uh, each card has a different color theme to it, and it's just kind of yep. um, yeah. I really love the decision to make the artwork black and white. It's almost a hand drawn style, and it stands out because it's black and white against the color background of the card because each era is a different color you know yellow green red and purple i believe are the colors of the era so this minimalist black and white style stands in stark contrast to the almost primary color of the card it just creates a really cool vibe i i I think in an era where you know everything is comic books or whatever you know what i mean this is this is good this is almost like modern art looking stuff i like it but anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That's another. You just brought up another interesting point about the colors that I, I forgot to mention. I remember when we were playing this game, uh, since the cards are all different colors from the different eras, you can tell what type of card your opponent might have because you can see them holding their cards, but you can't see what it is. You know, so you're like, Good oh, they point. have t- they have two red cards and a yellow card. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. You know. and each era plays a little bit differently too. So I mean, especially yeah. the more you play the game, the more you're like. Uh oh, you know what I mean? Like, man, that that might that might be this or that. You know what I mean? Like, right, it could right. be. You know, it adds it adds a whole other meta layer to it. Anyway, as I was saying, um, so John Perry and Derek Yu are credited as the designers of this game, but also there's a credit for original design by John Perry and Aaron Pickering, and that's because. Um, these guys were old friends from high school, and so John and Aaron, the original designers, uh, designed this game on index cards when they were kids back in 1999. And uh, they even have a picture of it on the website. It's just text. They wrote on these little index cards, and they would carry it around this little uh, little tin box with like Christmas trees on it or something like that. Um, wow, true and, nerds. True nerds. Yeah, right. True nerds. Exactly. Uh, and they originally called it the God Game. Which kind of makes sense, like you're, I guess, your god of your um, society, kind of influencing them. Um, I feel like that's the level of nerd where, like, the bully won't even pick on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> where they're like, "Hey, what are you doing, nerds?" And you're, and they're like, "No, nah, we're playing the board game that we created." And, and the bully's just like, "Uh, okay, well, carry on." And then the, he just like walks away, going like, "Man, what's going on over there?" You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> The the bully the bully goes home and at dinner he's like mom can we talk because there's like two kids in my school who made their own board game and they play it <laughs> at lunch or whatever you know what I mean and it just turns them into a like <laughs> and turns that them into boy a grew up to, that boy grew up to be George Lucas no um, yeah exactly yeah uh, so this game was kind of uh, forgotten about in storage for a while and uh, wasn't until many years later later. Uh, maybe 10 years later or so, that they were all on a camping trip, <laughs> kind of like Ooh. how we, we used to start playing. Kind of like how this podcast started, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, so when they were on this camping trip, they rediscovered the game. So I guess somebody found it and brought it. And uh, so uh, John and Derek now enjoyed it so much that they decided to kind of refine the game, the rules, the cards. Um, Derek obviously added the artwork. And also, they added the idea of advancing through the different ages, so that that was a new addition to the game. And then in 2014, they self-published the game, uh, and so they wow. were, yeah. So they're trying to sell it on their own, I guess. You know, traveling around to you know game conventions, and they they, they slowly gained a cult following. And by 2017, they got picked up by WizKids Games and for world, worldwide publishing. 
So right. it's it's kind of like a Cinderella story almost. Even though this game is not super widely known, I, I some people might still call it a cult game, but I'd say it's you know it's it's pretty impressive how much how they grew it kind of from just this right. idea that they had as kids. You know, right from their from their backpack to picked up by an actual publisher. You know what I mean? And <laughs> right. uh, and available in stores. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. that's 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 a cool story. And in fact, the, there is now even a recent uh, expansion that just came out. Um, it has a lot more cards, and it also has the ability to play up to four players, which obviously we're not thrilled about. Um, mm. but we're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later with our guests coming up. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, just going to get just going to get super angry every <laughs> minute until we talk to this talk to our guest Andrew. More and more <laughs> angry. Just going to unload on them about that. What is with this expansion? Four players. Who would what is that? with this um, expansion? <laughs> um, so then, you know, I decided to look these guys up on Board Game Geek. Of course, Derek, you didn't really have any other credits on there, um, but John Perry has gone and designed a few more games. Um, mm. He's got one, he's got one called Air, Land, and Sea, which oh, yeah. uh, is it's another two another two player only game. So you know, added to the list. Uh, I think that is actually maybe maybe more well known than this even because that it, that has it? come up in my you know adventures uh, uh -huh. of, of research uh, even more than this one has. Huh. Oh wow! So um, and also a pretty recent uh, design by him is a social deduction game called Scapegoat. Uh, it's a bunch of mm. goats. Um, but the twist on I was reading mm. the twist on that is that you uh, you know how in social those games you're like trying to figure out who the killer is or who the culprit is right. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to lie your way through it. Well, apparently in this game, like, you don't even know if you are the... So you're, like, second-guessing yourself. Like, am I the guilty party here? So I like that. Uh, so somehow that works out. I'm not sure. That's kind of interesting. I like that. Um, I like that. And this guy is also a video game designer as well. So he has a few video wow. games that he's designed as well. So that's... He's Sweet. really into games. As you wow. said, a true nerd, and we love it. True nerd, and we love it. <laughs> speaking of loving it, Pete, uh, and, I think it's time and to speaking of nerds, this. Andrew, <laughs> why don't we why don't we get into why don't we read what a bunch of nerds have written on the internet about this game, Andrew? In a <laughs> yeah, segment I like to call "Review on This." Review on this. You know what? I like that you like to call it review on this, because uh, I also like that. This is the segment where Pete is going to read some reviews that he found on the internet about mm. Time Barons, and we're just going to go ahead and assume what their life is like. So, Pete, hit us up with those reviews. Sounds good to me. Okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10, and they said, a perfect fit for a quick battle during a lunch break. Uh, Andrew... Mm -hmm. uh talk about a true nerd you know what i mean and maybe the bully not even not even feeling up to bullying them imagine this guy's got a mouthful of egg salad you know what i mean and he's saying you you you're his you're his co-worker you walk into the break room to get a cup of coffee or whatever and he's he opens his mouth his mayonnaise and egg in his mouth and he goes i hit you with a catapult you know what i mean and then you you get you get you don't even fill your cup your mug fully with coffee before you just slide back out of the break room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, and you 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 walk by you know your other coworker and you're like they're playing the game in there right now. Don't go in there. <laughs> if this person uh, has the guts to bring this into well, I, I don't know what kind of job they do actually, but if they have the the guts to bring this into work and play it during lunch, um, 
I would expect them to give a higher score than six out of ten. You know, it seems like right. they must really like the game. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, imagine imagine what they're giving at ten out of ten. Like just this huge. <laughs> they're bringing like Axis and allies, and it's taking up the entire break room table. <laughs> and then they, they're like, when they, they're like, hey, listen. You know, we got to play this over the next seven days to finish it, so nobody touch right. it. You know what I mean? They're bringing in Star Wars X-wing, all their miniature yeah. ships, all over. The <laughs> They've place. got. It's like, dang it! I stepped on one of your rulers again. One of your, <laughs> you know, one of your three bank rulers again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, this person gave it a seven out of ten. They said artwork on the cards has a New Yorker cartoon style, which is fine for the New Yorker, but looks a bit cheap in this game. I disagree, oh. Andrew. Oh, I no, disagree. No. This, no, no, no. I, like I said, this is like a minimalist hand-drawn style on this cards. It is not New Yorker style. The cards don't no. have like two cats, you know, saying like, <laughs> I guess I should have voted for Hillary or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, it's not, it's not that. That is, I, that stuff stinks. Uh, I, I think this is probably, the, he just, this guy just doesn't know the difference because this is the kind of the guy who wants comic book stuff probably. You know what I mean? Like guys with muscles right. that don't exist. Like he wants to see Captain America with like a, another muscle, a muscle in his arm that like doesn't, isn't a real muscle. Like if a physician saw it, they'd be like, I don't, I, we don't, that does not exist on the human body. That's one of these guys. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I guarantee it. And it's like, hey bud. A lot of us think that stuff looks cheap. You know what I mean? We don't know. You know, some of us have it framed uh, on the wall <laughs> of our office, and some of us uh, <laughs> think uh, just just zinging some listeners out there. Uh, and um, and some of us are like, no thanks. I'd rather you know uh, somebody draw something different. So that's so you know. Thanks for your opinion, but no thanks. Also, New Yorker. It, that's wrong. So, moving on. <laughs> it do, it doesn't look like that. No, doesn't look like that. And I don't, you know, just like getting angry just about the New York <laughs> guy out there getting angry who's a New Yorker, uh, you know, fan or whatever. Ah, no, nothing can replicate the New Yorker style. No, anyway, Andrew, <laughs> uh, this guy gave it uh, an eight out of ten, and he said player elimination can be a problem. Hmm. Um. Unpopular opinion, Andrew. Uh, but I think player elimination is actually the goal of the game, so I don't really see it so much of a problem as, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand this review at all. Well, I think he's talking about the four-player, like you said, the, now that there's a four-player set up, he's like, you know, you can get knocked oh. out, and then you gotta wait for other people to get knocked out, but it's like, well, that, but that, well, that, that's the game, though, you know what I mean? Like, don't right. get knocked out, you know what I mean? Right, and also, but it's I also, a quick game, so, you know. Yeah, I also agree, though, that that is a problem. I mean, your, your problem is you're playing with too many people that point right 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 your your problem was setting up for four players in the first place you know what i mean yeah right andrew this person gave it a nine out of ten uh wait going back uh that going fixing that guy's uh you know washing machine or whatever uh style like uh, popping out from his table and you go oh i found your problem uh you you uh <laughs> shut this game up for four players Here's your problem. All right. Anyway, this guy gave it a 9 uh, out of 10. Here's your problem right here. Here's your problem right here. It looks like you uh, set up for four players. And they're like, well, yeah, we have, well, you know, I got three friends that came over. And he's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's going to cost you. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. Andrew, <laughs> this person gave it a 9 out of 10. They said, if you can get past the fact that this is a war game where you recruit followers only to sacrifice them later, this will be a very fun game. Well... <laughs> Andrew, this is a fair point, but come on, man, it it's a, it is a board game, so I think you're going to be able to get past 
that like I know what he's saying and I agree, but also that's that's the game. You know what I mean? Like it's right. it's almost like this like what is this person's review of Monopoly like uh, well if you can get over the fact that you're taking people's hard earned money just for visiting your real estate this is a fun game and it's like yeah man I don't you know what <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and and this game I gotta say though that this game is it's pretty far removed from human like the followers are just little circles like it's not good point. It's not like a, a game where you're setting up a little army men or something like that. Right. Know? There are there are many more violent games out there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That where where actual people perish. You know what I mean? And right. are killed and stuff. You know what I mean? Like like, so, <laughs> it's just not. You know, I just I mean, listen. I'm a sensitive person, but this person is. This is too sensitive. You know what I mean? This person's <laughs> Candyland review is like, well, if you don't th- if you don't think about the fact that. That much candy could really cause pre-diabetes or type two diabetes. You know, if you're already at risk, then this one's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like relax. It's like we're not gonna be eating the whole candy world. You know what I mean? Like it's we're oh, just playing now you just game. you just ruined Candyland for me. I never even thought about that before. Yeah, sorry about that. I know you're predisposed to you know. <sighs> Andrew, this person gave it a nine out of ten. They said excellent game, fun and strategic, but remain very simple to catch. My two boys, eleven and thirteen, are big fans. Uh, okay. Weird names for two boys, but okay. You know what I mean, Andrew? You <laughs> named your sons 11 and 13? You know what I mean? What is this? And uh, this is, Stranger Things? <clears throat> my two boys, 11 and 13, are big fans. Well, that's why commas are important, folks. They could have used... A t- In fact, two commas would be appropriate here, Andrew, and there were none. <laughs> so, if you don't put commas in, you're going to get roasted by a, a podcast of from two lonely men. You know? Review on this grammar. Yeah. Review on this grammar. And what? 1 through 10 and also 12 were not big fans of the game, Andrew? You know what I mean? Just Anyway. <laughs> Andrew, just uh, this this person... <laughs> or stepkids. Andrew, this <laughs> which means they were named by somebody else. I love that idea. I love I love the idea of somebody, <laughs> somebody marrying uh, uh, someone else who also has named their kids numbers, and then and they line up. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Andrew. They all, they all love eating Eggo waffles in the woods. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, 10 and 10 Jr., get inside. <laughs> anyway, all right. Andrew, uh, speaking of 10, this person gave it a 10 out of 10. They said, my girlfriend randomly picked this up for me. And then in parentheses, it says, she knows I am a newbie fan of board games. Um, and she was so happy when we played it that it was so much fun. Now, Andrew, I'm not going to make fun of this one. This one's not funny to me. I think it just seems like this reviewer is a good person. You know what I mean? Because what made them happy is that they were making their girlfriend happy. Uh, hello. We need more reviews like this to raise the profile of board gamers, Andrew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to hit the wholesome alarm here on this one. Got to hit the wholesome alarm here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little <laughs> bit lower of a tone on the wholesome alarm. Um, sounds like a duck, actually. It's uh, it's it's, uh, it's actually Danny DeVito's penguin. Uh, we just clip up. That's the wholesome alarm, Andrew, because this person is single-handedly battling the Cheeto dust archetypes for board gamers. Most of these reviews are like, I can, uh, if my girlfriend would ever let me win. It's it's one of two things. It's either like it's either like I destroy my girlfriend every time. I love this game. You know what I mean? Or it's like. Uh, yeah, if my girlfriend would ever let me win, and it's like you know, 
this guy is like, my girlfriend likes it. I like it. I like that she's happy. So, rock on. Andrew, this person gave it a 10 out of 10 as well. And uh, they say, I don't say this lightly. This is the best card game I have ever played. So they're loving wow. this, Andrew. Wow. Um, Andrew, how many games do you think this person has reviewed? Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's got to be more than 10, right? Andrew, that's just they've only reviewed one, just this game, Andrew. <laughs> this is the only review. So you'll excuse me for coming to the conclusion that uh, I believe when you say the only game you've ever played is the best, you are saying that lightly. You know what I mean? That's about as light as it gets. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this lightly. This is the best card game I have ever played. It looks like maybe it's the only game you've ever played, my friend. So, yeah, no, you know. No duh. Right. This isn't just the best card game you've ever played. This is the best game you've ever played. Every game you play, you have to write a review. It's it's just part of the board gamer's code. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What? It's like a can of Pringles. Right. I say that. You either, I say you have to, you either write you none, to. like me. I've never written a review online at all because I'm not a psycho. Um, but <laughs> um, I've gone to therapy before. But these people are review writers, so they write reviews all the time. You know what I mean? You can't You can't just write one. I'm gonna say you have to write a review, uh, but many times on the show we've we've said like, "Hey, you don't have to review the game," you know, like people who. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm saying is, honestly, no one should review these games. <laughs> you know. What I mean? oh, okay, that's what you want. Oh, I see. Podcast only. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah, we're the only ones who can review. Two and parties. only this podcast should exist. That's right. Know, <laughs> that's the ideal. This is the only podcast. In the world, wow! Wouldn't that be something? That would be, be, be a real get some Bezos monopoly money up in here. You know what I mean? We're the only. Then we then we'd really feel yeah. what it's like to be Jeff Bezos, who is the person that sells. I would say what ninety percent of the things these days. Insane. That's a dystopian. Unfortunately, future, though, he had, he did come back to uh, Earth um, alive, but yes, that was a long uh, time maybe by ago. The, maybe by the time that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We're recording this on this day, which is a little closer to it than when this is going to come out, but maybe he'll have died by the time this comes out, and then we'll look back <laughs> on it, and we'll have a little chuckle. Everybody can have a little chuckle when they're drinking their coffee listening to this episode. I got to say, um, if this is the only podcast out there, that's a very dystopian future because uh, for some reason, yeah. everybody, nobody's interested in anything else except two-player board games. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay. everybody has... No, exactly. Everybody has... Uh, tried all the DMT, you know that they that they want to try. They've you know tried all the brain expanding pills and stuff like that. So everyone has kind of like left Joe Rogan behind. Know what I mean? Uh, who else is a popular podcast? Uh, Conan has run out of people to interview. Mark Marin uh, is dead, of course. Uh, he got in that got in that duel with Jeff Bezos, and they both uh, you know simultaneously shot each other. Uh, they're not bringing back any, Glow. Did you hear that? They're not bringing back Glow for its final season. I was really upset about that. You watch Glow? Glow. Watch oh, Mark Marin is in Glow. No, I've not seen Glow, um, but I bet I'd like it. It's good wrestling. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Andrew, why don't we go ahead and uh, watch that now? I'll just go ahead and bring it up on our uh, TV here. Oh, hold on. Even before I get you know hit the power button to turn my, my, the TV on, Andrew. I heard a knock at the door. Would you mind getting that before I put glow on in case it's, you know, our pizza or something like that? Sure, sure. Let me check. It's 
it's not pizza, it's just Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Well, come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane. I hope we've ordered enough pizza for everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, when it gets here, yes. you, can, you can have one slice. One slice. And we did, and we did have them cut it up into, you know, the slices for school pizza party so they're a centimeter <laughs> a, a centimeter <laughs> thick and you get one of those and andrew and i get a roughly 30 of them um okay so we but that, we had them cut that, it, cut them into uh, seven large slices and one very tiny slice yep that's uh, the way that we said good. we said we know we know dr fraser crane's coming over tonight so i gotta have a little bit of something for him you know what i mean so if you right. wouldn't mind you know we call our local pizza joint and uh we go <laughs> can you give us the you know we're recording the podcast tonight, so give us the usual. And they go, okay, once one small one and seven big ones. Um, so, uh, when, of course, we knew you were coming over, Fraser, because you always hit us up on our recording nights like clockwork so that you can help us count down the top ten phrases that you'd hear someone say while playing this game, Time Barons. Number ten. My church is uh, now a sentient AI, so uh, let's just say we have a new god. Number nine. This turn is going to kind of be like Back to the Future, but macabre and evil. Number eight. Oh boy, I'm going to have to sacrifice some soldiers to take down the enemy here, but uh, luckily my soldiers are all just faceless blue tokens, so I don't feel too bad about it. Number seven. This turn is going to kind of be like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but macabre and evil. Number six. Oh no, you put a plague on my catapult. I uh, See, I would move all my followers off of there, but uh, they have rights, so. Number five. This turn is going to be kind of like Terminator, but macabre and evil. Number four. Yes, I'll be advancing to level four this turn, and uh, I'm going to be using this giant space laser. Okay, Scott? Number three. This turn is going to be kind of like Hot Tub Time Machine, but macabre and evil. Number two. Isn't all time really just a baron stealing from us? Time steals our youth, our health, our optimism, our... Oh, what, my turn? Okay, I'm going to be launching a missile at your church. Number one. This turn is going to be kind of like Turtles in Time, but a little bit less macabre and evil. Yes, Turtles in Time! You watch that one? They they went from turtles. They went from, uh, the first one, which had like amazing suits and like face faces from Jim Henson and all that stuff, and then like by the third one, Splinter is literally. I mean, watch that movie. It's worse than the Chuck E. Cheese uh, band. You know, animatronic. It's like, mouth, uh, it's like yeah. so bad, such bad animatronic. <laughs> Uh, uh, I didn't know they made a movie out of Turtles in Time. I, I, I remember the arcade cabinet of Turtles in Time. Oh, that's uh, really... Oh, maybe yeah. I'm thinking... Uh, well, Turtles 3, they went back in time to, like, ancient Japan. Hey, folks, just wanted to take a quick break in the middle of the episode to remind you that Two Can Play That Game now has a Patreon. A Patreon? A Patreon? Pete, what's a Patreon? Patreon is an alien from the planet... Pet Petros. Just kidding, Andrew. I couldn't even couldn't even keep a straight face through that one. Patreon is, of course, the website where you can go, Andrew, and people can pledge a monthly payment to us, basically, um, it, as a way of saying keep up the great work. And also, they can also demand prizes, basically. <laughs> wow. Um, and so, what what they get in, in you know in exchange for giving us some a little bit of. Uh, De Niro, uh, Robert De Niro every month, is uh, things like access to bonus content, 
um, access to some goods, literal physical goods that we send them, access to possibly a game that we've created, all these things, um, access to just a community of, of people uh, who uh, support the show that they wouldn't get otherwise. So um, wow. look into that. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash two can play that game podcast. And you can look at all the different tiers, all the different um, options for you in terms of money that you'd want to send us from almost nothing to too much, honestly, and decide what's right for you. Well, you heard it here first, folks. So patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash two can play that game podcast. And now let's get back to the show, Pete. Okay. Chess break. It's time for chess break here, Pete. Yeah. It's time It's time for us to uh, continue on our, our ongoing game of chess that's been going on way too long at this point. Um, and... Yeah, that's what everybody's been saying, and we're not listening. So uh, <laughs> we're, I think we're, I don't know, we're close to ending this one. <laughs> but uh, listeners, you should be on the edge of your seat, because if, we, if we're getting close to ending this one, it does mean that we are that much closer to uh, being locked into... Yes. Playing another game, uh, you know, uh, every week taking a move and, you know, replacing chess break with with another game, whatever game, as uh, as Andrew locked us into on that one episode from season one, whatever game we take our last chess move on, uh, we have to be we have to start again playing that game from the beginning, one move at a time. So honestly, Andrew, if we if the. If we end up ending chess break on a really bad game, I might not, you know, make the winning move. You know what I mean? That makes it's like poison. It's like it's like poison rules in croquet. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna try to right, stay yeah. away from winning the game until we. You yes. know what I mean? And then you might win, and then because of that, so that would be fun. Wow, right. that would be really a twist if I, if I want because I'm not gonna win unless something like that happens. Yeah, that's that's you know I also might mess up, Andrew, but I don't think I'm gonna well, mess up on this this move today, Andrew. Okay. So my move is I'm gonna be moving my rook from a one to d one, Andrew. Um, so just sliding over there, you know what I mean, which gives me a nice you know nice vision on the old file there. So it looks like you're, st- you're staring down an empty hallway there, all the way down to the end of the board. Staring okay. down an empty hallway there. Yep, that's what I like to see. You know what I mean? Nothing. Just got yeah. horse blinders on my rook. You know what I mean? Well, no, I, I got the horse, rook. You're supposed I think to have horse blinders on your horse. Horse blinders that's... on the knight. Oh, that's a good point. Right. Whoops. Yeah. Well, oh, and also the rook, I think, is supposed to just be like a siege castle. So I don't know why I would put horse blinders on a siege castle. But, uh, oh, well. well uh, they didn't, I never said I was the smartest, Andrew. Um, Andrew, you could also say um, this move is R, you know, Rook, 2, D1. So R2, D1. Oh, Um, so close. How about that, Andrew? So close to our good friend, the Astromech droid R2D2. Um, If only, you know, if only the people who invented chess had been Star Wars fans, they would have allowed the Rook to move also up one square. You know what I mean? Because then in that case, in, on this specific episode of this particular podcast, we could have said R2-D2. Um, actually, maybe well, I'll just move it up one space next time. I have a just move, bend the so rules. Yeah. R2-D2. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Oh, you know uh, what, Pete? Beethoven or, to... whoever, uh, Beethoven or whoever I- invented chess really messed up on that one, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Mozart. Um, and you know what? I would love to take my next move here, but uh, my nope. phone is ringing. 
My phone is right Yeah, deep. can't do it, Andrew. Wouldn't have let you do it anyway, so why don't you just go ahead and pick that phone up? Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, What's the caller ID say, Andrew, on that uh, phone, on your phone? Uh, let's see. It would either say Pete or acquaintance. Um, it's an acquaintance. It's time for an acquaintance mm. call in. Acquaintance call in. Yeah, that's right. It is time for an acquaintance call in. In this segment, we talk to somebody who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But for our show, that would just be disingenuous. So let's go ahead and talk to some acquaintances, just some people that we know. Andrew, who do we have on the line this week? Well, this week, Pete, we have two acquaintances, uh, two very good acquaintances here on the line. And uh, we're talking to Kyle and Kate from Give Pause Hobby of YouTube and Twitter fame. Kyle, Kate, Ooh. welcome to the show. Hey. hey. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Kyle, <laughs> Kate, I would assume, just assuming that you two are each other's only friend. Is that true? I mean, we do have two children, so I think it's the rule that you just lose all your other friends. And yes, uh, you better hope true. that you're friends with your spouse at that point. We're pretty mm-hmm. good friends. So. Good. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Yes. As soon as Andrew had children, uh, you know, he stopped being friends with his wife and only is friends with me. That was our that was our setup. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it had to happen. It had to, it happen. Had to happen. Sorry. You know, oh. she's uh, she's still a little salty about it. But, uh, you know, what can I say? You know, <laughs> what I mean, she, she, you know, you know, she wanted to have the kids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she well, didn't. Was... Andrew did. No, I'm just kidding. But speaking of right. friends, though, um, Kyle mm. and Kate, we're going to need you to just sign those forms we sent over to you that uh, officially state that you are yeah. not our friend, right? You're just our acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you can just verbally yeah. sign those for us. You know, what no I mean? faxing, no, no uh, email or anything. So <laughs> your legal department will be happy. Yeah, we are absolutely not friends. Acquaintances, okay. I think. Fits the bill 100%. Yeah, perfect. Good. Looking at my legal department now, and they're beaming with joy that we have not, that we still have never found another friend. They, they're <laughs> extremely you. sadistic at legal department. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like five guys in suits and ties just giving you thumbs up over there, like good job. Just yeah. breaking their fingers and just making yes. money. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Making tons of money. And they're just like, wow, they're still losers. Another, another, Another great week of Pete and Andrew just failing at life. You know what I mean? They're just, they're loving it. Um, so thanks for being on the show, specifically about Time Barons. Now, Kyle, what some of our uh, eagle-eared listeners might not know is that Time Barons happens to be one of your favorite games to the point where you were like, I need to share this two-player game with two can play that game podcast um and so you reached out to us and we're like have you ever played this Uh, have you heard of it are you interested in it basically and andrew and i were like absolutely i don't even know a single thing about it but i'm already on board time baron sounds like a great title and i'm in i'm in for it you know what i mean um and then uh, and you had bought the expansion like the the next set basically um another production it got kind of like reproduced by a, a different company with an update right and so you were like well i mean i now i own the base set and the expansion in a whole nother set so uh hey if you want to play it i'll send it your way and we sat down with it recently really enjoyed it and wanted to talk with you and kate more about it i have yeah awesome I have Kyle's copy right here of Time Barons. I know this is audio. You can't see it, but Kyle, you can. 
It still says your name in the box right there. How about that? Andrew's essentially, this is like a hostage situation. And Andrew's showing Kyle, he's like, he's like, hey, I have your copy of Time Barons. You know what I mean? And if you want it back, you know. Well, Kyle is in the Army National Guard. And so he brings a lot of games for drill weekends for when there's excellent hurry up and wait moments. And uh, so he, as a teacher and as a Got to label your stuff. You got to label your stuff. And so, it's not going to be yours for long. And uh, previous jobs, we've organized game days and stuff. And so we love our game. So we got to make sure it's ours. But you, yes. you're an honorary, you're not our friend, but right. you get that game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be scribbling right. out your name soon enough, writing Andrew Miller. Yeah, the, the legal yes. department suddenly got a little shaky. Like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're not friends, but apparently we have contraband on the show. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, right, right. All joking aside, though, I do want to thank you for sending us this game, and yeah. now we did a whole episode about it. So, Kyle, yes. uh, Kate, why don't, well, we'll start with Kyle. Kyle, why don't you tell us why you love the game of Time Barons here? What, what, what is it yeah. about this game? So, I, it was the first one, the one you have now, I think was through Game Crafter, is, is you know, just kind of put out into the world um, a, a passion project, and I, I caught wind. Of, I have no idea from where, but I was for four years of very serious not like uh, tournament magic player but like for fun like magic the gathering player and me this brought back a lot of those sort of vibes um but in a way that i didn't need to spend time making a deck and in fact it was all tactics like the cards you draw are your options as opposed to like i know i have certain number of lands um and (laughs) so i just fell in love with the idea and the theme is just so cool i i Mm -hmm. I thought and how you're you know going through time going as far to the future as you want or staying in the barbarian phase and just duking it out with rams and i played it with a number of people but um you know it's a it's kind of a, a mean game um yeah but mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that says about me but it has not lessened my enjoyment of the game at all um and uh and then it got picked up by whiz kids for like a short print run of yeah. some sort and that that's the one that i have now like it's the bigger box it is mm-hmm. for more than two players. So, you know, if I'm pretending like I have be. it, can right. Be. You, right. You can yeah. play it in its original two player form, but if you want to play with more folks, right. Uh, right. you can. If somehow you ended up with more friends, I don't know how that happens, but Andrew. Good luck. So what, right. So, what you're saying is that the original one that I have here is far superior to the new one where you can play with <laughs> yeah. four players. That's, I mean, you could say that but but even if even without the three and four player which i'm not gonna lie when i was a younger man uh in college i did play multiplayer magic that was my favorite way to play oh, wow. four player five and um and so this does allow for that but more importantly is it just essentially has twice as many cards and um you it says if you're an adventurous spirit you can just shuffle them together and get like a certain number of each of the ages which obviously we're going to do every time. Cause to me, yeah. that's way more interesting than knowing there are two battering rams and two blah, blah, blahs. It's yes. way more fun to be like, who knows what's going to be in that deck. And so mm-hmm. that, that was the selling point for me, not necessarily the three plus player, you know, shenanigans. Cause I oh, mean, yeah. this is all I mean, play. just right. the two of us oh, until yeah. the kids yeah. are older, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And then they can start being mean Beat with the, up game on too. the kids. Yeah. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and kids are sometimes it's just inherently mean. So they might really love it know what i mean yeah um yes i I, that was one of the things that andrew and i we we, you know not to you know not to give it away too soon in the episode but we really did enjoy our time with the game 
but we did think that it would benefit from just having more cards in general. So I can totally understand why that would be a selling point for sure. Just getting a bigger variety up in the mix. So that, that sounds good to sure. me. Now, Kate, um, I assume since your husband loves this game so much, you also enjoy playing this game with him too. That so is incorrect. Oh, oh, oh that's I a shame. Don't care for this game. And <laughs> we about 45, I don't know, 40 minutes ago, played again. Just a, I, you know, jogging memory. The bad feelings. <laughs> and I don't like it. I, um, and usually the game, so our friendship of games is Kyle picks out a bunch of games and yeah. I try them and usually I like them. And sometimes mm -hmm. we come across these games that I really don't. And I think the reason is I do the idea and the concept of it, I love. I think that's really cool. But um, I'm much newer to board gaming. Probably it's been a huge gift for us during the time of COVID because it's <laughs> it's it's been like a therapy for us playing board games at night. We get the yeah. kids to bed, we play a board game, whether it's um, really quick or sometimes requires more setup. But I think... With this one, I've noticed with my gaming is my brain likes certain types of games more. And with this one, I just can't be three steps ahead like Kyle. His brain works very different than mine. And this is one of those games where you look at it and you see the other person winning and you're like, I can't come back from this. I can't. Yeah. I'm dying in phase one or no, what is it? The, um, the first, like the first age, the first age. And he's already on age four, like blowing stuff up. And I'm like, well, here I am with my arrows. Like, I just can't, it's one of those games when you see how far you get pretty defeated. Um, yeah. and I, as we say with our kids, uh, feeling the feelings when I lose this game and Kyle and I always shake hands after the game, mm -hmm. good game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes and, it's like through gritted teeth and that was this yes. evening and um yeah so <laughs> and it's not and it's not, i will i have to say though i do think it is a great game i'm i just don't enjoy it i think it's i, I think it's a really interesting game i've never played a game quite like it i love mm -hmm. the concept of it i'm mm -hmm. just really bad at it <laughs> and Kyle's very good at games, so when I can give him a run for his money, I'm proud, even if I lose. And what's the game, the app that you have? The BG Stats app. Oh, I love that app that he has. He puts everything, everything, like how long it took us, who won, what our points were, when was the last oh. time we played. And um, You're blowing Andrew's so, mind here. This is, this this is right is up Andrew's alley. It out. And so BG Stats? BG this is giving stats. me a whole other hobby here. I don't know if I need this oh, in my life. It's a whole sure. thing because, and also like we we build memories about like what we were playing when while we're playing when and i was oh. kyle mentioned a game and i was like hey that's the game we played the night before our son was born <laughs> whoa like whoa oh it's awesome. and above and below and so um ah. but i'm just rambling but i like the concept of the game i think yes. it's really interesting i'm really bad at it so i don't enjoy it and the bg stats has said we've played it four times and kyle has won them all so <laughs> Take and, that and, time, Darren's. Do you feel that way? Do you find that you feel that way generally, Kate, about games that have like a take that element, like a like a direct conflict? You know what I mean? Or or is it sometimes fine and sometimes not? You know what I mean? I would say yeah. It, yeah. It, I I can't plan as accordingly, and all of a sudden a move happens, and I'm just like, well, I had this card in my hand that just 
I guess I'll use it. And I can't, I can't think, I can't piece them together as well. So yeah, and there's really no, in other, in some other games, there are other paths to victory that you can take. You can, you can yes. turtle up and be like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. They might attack me every now and then, but I'm just gonna ignore it. And you can't in this game. It is, mm-hmm. you're just like, your hands are at each other's throats right from the beginning. Yes. And just one yes. of you is going to be stronger <laughs> um, by right. the end. And it's, it's yeah. uh, it can be a little tense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 For sure. That it's kind of like built into the design of the game that you have to constantly, it's just constant conflict. Mm-hmm. I saw on, I did see on Twitter though, that Kate, you've been beating Kyle at uh seven wonders duel, which is another game we've covered on this oh, show. Oh man. Can I, can I brag a bit? <laughs> yes. I am so good at yes. that game. Oh, <laughs> see, and that's, and that's a, a game where I think I'm three steps ahead. It's me. And I'm not, I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, but like beans, well, she beat me again. And there's like, yeah. and, with the military. And please note that I'm not always, oh, the games I win, I like. There are games mm. that I suck yeah. at that I love. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. duo lately is um the last two Sundays my mom has babysat and we've gone out to a coffee shop and gotten ice cream and coffee and played we played duel and we've played what was the uh, red rising and we oh, yeah. played a couple other ones a, a thrashing this last week heck yes so of me wow uh, but that's awesome yeah. um yeah i know what you mean like there's and that's a perfect example of a game where there is kind of like multiple you right. know paths to victory you know what i mean and things you yeah. can kind of work on um so i i get that for sure there's there's not it's not literally just you attack and then I attack and then you Ooh. attack and then I attack. You know what I mean? But he does. You have one more often. I feel like the military, like just banging down Mike Castle, just and and I know game, you're very aggressive, but you know it's, I, it's a different game brings it's out a different very, side of people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it can really sneak up on you. Andrew's done that to me before too, where a, a military victory, and I'm like, I can't do anything to stop this. This man's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how often would you say, Kyle, that you go up to level four in Time Barons? I know Kate was talking about how there's times when you're just already at level four, you know what I mean? And uh, she's still back in like era one or whatnot. Uh, think, are, you, are you getting up to the highest very often? or? I think, uh, well, first of all, I think she's underselling. I think she's usually at level two or three. And three is, I think, usually where yeah. I cap out. And then there's mm-hmm. some cars that let you like pull from one age higher. Um, mm-hmm. To me, like getting to level four is kind of like bragging, the, like bra- bragging, yeah, bragging yes. in game mechanical terms. Yeah, because yeah. like the cards there are just wild, and yeah. and I mean like the the doomsday laser, or um, I mean we just got one tonight from the uh, expansion where I just took control of all the followers at one site and I got to distribute them amongst all my cards. And Whoa. she had six people on her church and I was like, yo, come to my side. Oh, um, no. So that, that wasn't a <laughs> super fun. Yeah. I mean, it's cool on my side, but yeah, yeah. The, the, I think it's more, I want to see, especially now that I don't know. So there are 10 total level fours. Okay. Uh, and, but you only ever use five and so mm-hmm. i i kind of want to see like what's in our game this time and because they're mm-hmm. all so game breaking and crazy um mm-hmm. but it's super costly to do it like it's yeah almost yes. guaranteed to be your entire turn just to level up and that's mm-hmm. it um yeah. so i think i always want to get there but level three is usually where i wind up being and i will say you're always ahead of me in 
the um on the track on the track and because i get i'm like let me get comfortable with track one and he's like bye and i'm like okay <laughs> all right we can, we can, we can get, catch up and we never can but it's a special yeah. kind of like like a, a flavor when you can like stick it to someone who's level two or three and be like whoops i put a plague on something and they're yes. like we haven't figured this out yet and uh which I guess is a negative connotation in 2021, but disregarding yeah. that, um, you know, it's, it's cool that, that it's not t- totally irrelevant. Like it's not like people with clubs and, and spears. I mean, I guess it literally is, but it's still in gameplay terms. You can still use those early ages. Yeah. In certain cases. Right. They're a little bit cheaper, quote unquote, uh, right. and they can get the job done if you get the right combo you know? well yeah. i was gonna say i think one of the first times we played i tried to get up to level four just because i was like oh i want to see what this stuff is yeah mm-hmm. and then later on i realized oh it, and i think i even won a game pete where i just stayed on level one the entire time and like yeah uh, <laughs> you know because because mm-hmm. it, it was like let me just stop wasting time stop wasting points doing that yeah right yeah you should try that because it it works i mean you can just like because you'll have you it's everything's so cheap you can just keep spending actions on a bunch of those cards and they they add up all right okay all right start attacking a game before recording and a game after yes (laughs) absolutely but if i lose you're sleeping on the couch (laughs) the game is being thrown out of the house bye Jokes on um, you! It's a really comfortable couch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, well, hey, it's destroyed. <laughs> um, now speaking of combos cards, that, that was I uh, talking with Andrew. That's what was one of the one of the uh, highlights of this game is how you can link some cards up and that has the accessory cards that you can like put you know um, literally on or behind a card so that they're like become one brand new card that is made out of two cards basically do you have like certain combos that you like try to aim for or that you always know is going to be a good one for for a game you know like andrew i think uh loves putting the like sentient ai on stuff you know what i mean um oh, yeah. and like making like churches suddenly a sentient <laughs> ai <laughs> church or something like that or um are there certain combos that you really enjoy putting together i mean i Honestly, I think I'm more of a fan. Of, there are a couple that I really always like to use. The one that it's like, I don't know, something plating and it, you can like put it on something that gives it like extra health. And mm-hmm. because again, since the game is so tactical and rather than strategic, like right. I'm never sure which site is going to be worth like super helpful. And I'm like, oh, this site I didn't think was going to be as cool as it is actually is dope and now i put some extra plating on it and uh so i love getting that one because it gives me that flexibility i yeah. also and this speaks to maybe the part of me that's mean and why i really like this game i love putting the, the plague down he does. <laughs> i know um, uh, it's because some of them are, the are attachments to that are bad like right you can right opponent. and it's so because it's totally undoable all you have to do is move everybody off of it and the card mm-hmm. goes away. Right. But, uh, and it's, you don't even have to wait a turn. It's just like immediately gone. But mm-hmm. to like, to reach out across like the bands of time and be like, Hey, you, you got to move your support. Like it's a, I don't know. Wow. It. I'm seeing a side of you <laughs> that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is a peek behind the curtain of what's going yeah. on when you're playing this game. Yeah. Right. 
And you're gonna you're gonna have a before you know record game, an after record game, and an after record therapy session, and uh, you know, <laughs> but just like it, now now you're like Andrew and I, we gotta go to couples therapy after every time we record. Um, yeah, if we're not cool at the end, yeah, you gotta keep that one friend. I know you gotta right. trust me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to only play solo games. I just I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, now if 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 you could live in any of the four eras is there one that you would choose know what i mean Ooh, i i, I know uh, mine you know yours two. i know which, which i was gonna say two? two i was gonna say two oh, really two. yeah we'd live together because i wow. yeah friends hey the yes. uh, lunch yes because yes. i feel like <laughs> i feel like yellow is is too far back it's I don't, four I don't scares know me four yeah it is very like yeah uh, four very freaks me out dark future Dystopian, and three is yeah. just like world war ii like that right. like three is just like the mm-hmm. 40s and right. and so two i feel like is the era of like possibility like there mm-hmm. are there are catapults and things or whatever's in two but there are also yeah. like boats and stuff and cars and, and stuff yeah right and, mm-hmm so I, right I like it's almost like the roaring 20s and like you know stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. back when you could like turn a crank to like turn it to pa- power your car or whatever exactly you know I mean? the, the yeah. simpler times right yeah, peppermint cost a quarter <laughs> no yeah it's way too expensive oh a dime <laughs> yeah. there it is quarter that's what it is now <laughs> Yeah, back when you could actually, you know, you could have a, a one income house and still like own a house and, uh, you yeah. know, raise your Green. raise your family and stuff like that. <laughs> Comes with a, a picket fence, just like mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Here's your fence. Yeah, no more. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I guess current times would be like the end of era three, I guess the beginning of, of era four, maybe the beginning of era four, but uh, whatever it is, bit. it ain't good. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're starting to see a little bit of that era four creeping in nowadays, and it's it's a little unsettling. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what are what are your what? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, your your color ages. What are your favorites? Hmm. Interesting. Or rather, where you would live. I mean, we made a good case for two. So yeah, two sounds nice. You're right. Three just sounds like constant. I, I know what your answer is. You know what my answer is. Okay, yeah. now oh, oh I got to hear this. Ooh. What is it going to be? No, no, now you got to figure out what Andrew's answer is going to be, and then you say mm. at the same time. I don't even know what my answer is, but <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete's answer is that he would want to get wiped off the board real quick, so he wouldn't have to live in any of the ages. Yes, that's good. That is good. <laughs> that would be great, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Answer. Five. Just fi- finally, just at rest. You know what I mean? And first time in my life, I'm at rest. Um, I would either do that, or I might actually go for just to try to just and like cross my fingers and hope that I get to a time where we've like evolved <laughs> into like a peaceful society. But it'll probably never happen. Um, you know, one is interesting to me just because like uh, maybe I'll just farm for a little bit. But you're right that like you're only gonna live till like 25, and then you're gonna get yeah, some. So you get like some sort of disease uh, from like a cow's mouth, and <laughs> it it sounds better than it probably was in real life. Yeah, yeah, Andrew. All right. Let me think. You would love. What would you love? I think you'd go to three. I think you would just be in three because it's current times. Know what I mean? And um, I don't. Uh, um, it's tradition to just be the same thing, you know, every time. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't think up. you're. 
Yeah, right, right. You're a, you're a creature of habit. So I think changing to a whole different era, you know, I mean, it's a little too much for you, right? You got me. That's exactly what I do. I, I don't want to even <laughs> think about that. I, I couldn't make a choice. So I'd just be like, oh, I'll just stick where I am. It's fine. And you're not. And even though there's constant warfare around you, just like these days, uh, you're not fighting any of these wars anyway. Even if they literally, even if you got drafted or whatever, you'd just be like, eh, I'm just going to well, stay in the tent. I'd be on the add-on card on one of those. So you stick it on. It's like yeah, doing doing a podcast in the basement. It's like yes, this card yes. doesn't do anything. This guy just sits here and does a podcast yeah. while you guys. Play. Yeah, yeah. Guy just standing around. You can play it to your opponent's <laughs> card, and it's actually like, well, actually, the thing's not going to get done because the guy just doesn't want to do it. Really, he's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, he's kind of tired. He's just gonna, uh, he's just gonna sit down for a while. And so, Kyle and Kate, you are both essentially content creators like Andrew and I, we kind of, we kind of all are uh, playing dress up as content creators. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, so I think there's heavy symbolism in this game. Cause I mean, think about it. If you lose all your followers, you might as well be dead. You know what I mean? Well, right. Huh? How about that? It's really a statement on that. Um, which brings me to my final point, which is where can they find you? You know, where can they get your content? Where can they find us Kyle? Uh, that's a great question, everybody on the channel. Um, <laughs> you can find us at Give Pause Hobby, uh, Give Pause One Word. Uh, and if you just look up that, Give Pause without the space on YouTube um, is the primary spot. But yeah. uh, Give Pause Hobby on Twitter is also where we're at. And it's funny, this podcast for people with only one friend and uh, Give Pause Hobby kind of started almost like for people who have no friends because the yeah. first the first content i made was the root bots uh so you can play root um but with just like the cardboard robots and you can add them to games to post the uh, player count but i have played probably to some people's uh liking a, a a concerning amount of games of solo and even games where i just watch the robots uh do their thing and i just like <laughs> let them play um and uh, it is it has branched out, yeah. So now we have some games where we play. We have sports with Good. Kate, uh, some reviews yeah. and interviews, and it's mostly teaching and playthroughs, though. Um, cool games, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Well, that's that's awesome. I think that's perfect for our demographic too, which is just uh, lonely suckers like me and Andrew and I. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like you know, we're you know we're not these flashy board game personalities rolling up in their cadillacs and drinking champagne you know what i mean i think board game personalities that's that's exactly what pops into my mind exactly yes Party exactly games. yeah and and mm -hmm. saying, you know, these are lonely times we're, we're catering to what people need not exactly. what people want yes we are what everyone deserves <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> well uh kyle kate can't thank you enough for coming on the show and can't thank you yeah. enough for also uh giving us your copy of time barons so uh thanks again uh thank glad you. to have you yeah, yeah. It was a blast thanks for for having it's, it's a great show i have a blast Thank listening you. to the podcast and so now uh, i'm gonna have fun and you'd be like kate 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 the one we're on hey um, yes so yeah this is this is a ton of fun and uh, yes. i'm glad you guys like the game it's, i'm yeah I'm happy it made it to a, a good home yeah and now yes. we, good. we don't have two copies of this <laughs> yes hey hey andrew <laughs> they're they are not two copies and they're not furious, they're not you know, furious this is a classic it. segment <laughs> two copies not furious and they're good they can so they're finally down to one copy not curious you know uh not furious so that's right um our pleasure hey kate if there's ever a game that you just that just causes you to go absolutely insane with rage just send it our way <laughs> yes i have a game ready to be sent tomorrow <laughs> oh kyle's <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> all righty oh. folks well that's been right. 
Kate and Kyle from Give Pause Hobby. Thanks, y'all. Talk to you again. Yeah. Thanks a lot. See you guys. Well, 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 Andrew. Another fun time talking to an acquaintance and another instance of a conversation I didn't want to end, Andrew. Just stamped right. my foot, crossed my arms. <laughs> It was almost, uh, you know, like we were living in a, a, a fantasy world, Andrew. Where that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to go to bed tonight, dreaming of a. I'm deep in my fantasy world. Oh, Andrew, that brings up a perfect segue. Uh, is this just fantasy? And uh, and that didn't take. That wasn't. That was effortless, smooth, and effortless. <laughs> segue. Is this just fantasy? Yes, and the explanation after the segue was even more smooth and effortless than the segue itself. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Well, Is This Just Fantasy is a segment where we're going to decide uh, how realistic is this game? How grounded is this game? Could this happen in real life? What do we mm. think? Um, and you know what? I will say, Pete, that this game is extremely grounded. I'm going to say this is yeah. not just fantasy. This is, this is real life right here. Yes, um, un I would say unfortunately yes is the answer to that question. Right, unfortunately as we, yes. As we have uh, established at this point, this game is all about using technology to kill and murder. So, yeah, it's it's it, this is not fantasy. This is, you know. Well, and <laughs> when I made that joke, I made that quote-unquote joke in the beginning uh, with my one-liner about, uh, you know, advancing technology for the sole purpose of killing. Um I'm pretty sure that's the only reason we have things like uh, iPads and cell phones is because, you know, yeah. the military was doing research on all kinds of other things. And then this. Yeah, stuff was they like, were like, how can we kill uh, minorities, uh, communists <laughs> and and people who have brown skin? And then we got an, uh, the iPhone as a result. So enjoy your phone like... that you're listening to the podcast on. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's the only reason personally, we have I don't, personally, I don't own a phone. So, you know, I'm in the clear. Well, if you think about a podcast, it's kind of like the updated version of uh, like a radio show, and I'm pretty sure radio was only invented so that you could communicate with soldiers out in the field, you know. So I'm right. I'm, I'm, so you could be like, hey, you know what I mean? The, if 200 meters in front of you, there's somebody with brown skin, and they were like, cool, uh, I'll just go ahead and <laughs> toss a grenade, you know what I mean? And then now, and then we had radio where somebody was like, no, no, see, I'm eating a, the meat and a chicken, but somebody farted on it, and then everybody at home was like. <laughs> Anyway, technology's uh, yeah an offshoot of the military. Everything is. It's uh, we live in a horrible, horrible time, Andrew. I'd say your one-liner, uh, you know, explanation of this game where you were, uh, what was it again? Um, technology. Uh, you advance your technology, technology uh, for the sole purpose of killing. Yeah, I think that is probably the first sentence in the Wikipedia entry on humans. It should be right. Humans were a sentient species that you know advanced technology for the sole purpose of killing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind <laughs> yeah. of a summary on wikipedia.com backslash humans right it's um humans it's have used so their their big brains andrew to come up mm -hmm. with the most evil ways to hurt each other and uh you know this this game is luckily a tongue-in-cheek shrine to that you know what i mean like yes. some some you know some games they kind of take themselves seriously in that you know what i mean and there's a little bit of like i don't know technology worship or something like that you know what i mean and like but this game is specifically you know taking the point of view where it's like it, this is crazy isn't it you know what i mean um so that that i appreciate 
there are there here's some cards that uh, that really make me think this is grounded, Andrew. That kind of like maybe hit too close to home. Know what I mean? Oh, okay. One of them is the ho- you can establish a hospital. You can build a hospital that becomes a site, a card that you can put followers on, and that yes. saves half of the lives that get killed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, right. Not all of them, Andrew. You know what I mean. But half of the lives, you know, it's kind of a stopgap. You know, yeah, uh, yes. which is kind of an, a sober realization. Um, there's a radio <laughs> station that brings followers over to your side. So if you have enough people to trigger the action on the radio station, then they, you know, essentially are broadcasting t- to the other side, to your opponent's side, and convincing somebody on your opponent's side to come over to your side. And I mean, that's you know very realistic um yes there's yep. we you know the u.s has like a like you know uh anti-communist radio station that still exists and broadcasts like to russia like you can like t- if you're russian <laughs> and you want to listen to like bootlicker american radio you know what i mean if you're a true nerd in russia you know what i mean and you're like i love america so much you know what i mean i want to listen to the radio where they talk about you know how we should be over there you can do that uh, I forget what it's called. Edward, but it's, yeah, Edward Snowden stupid. is listening right now to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Edward Snowden's sick. Um, he should go to the hospital. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the other type of sick where it's like a skateboard it's trip. The, it's, it's like the Tony Hawk kind of sick, you know? It's, the, it's Tony Hawk sick. Uh, Andrew, there's a card that's a temple where you can make sacrifices, you know, and that's something that was historically done in, in certain cultures, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a sober, sober realization. The, you yep. mentioned the church. One of the actions on the church is, is, is that if you have three followers on there, then you can trigger the action to just gain another follower, like you said. So it's like, I mean, that's how churches work. You know what I mean? If you get people, they proselytize a little bit. They, you know, they bring more people in, basically, you know, yep. uh, to, to worship with them. So that's that's very real. Um, you mentioned uh, kind of like uh, you skirted around another card that uh, is a very rough one, and it's the military base. And on the yeah. military base, Andrew, you can send any amount of followers that are, you have on that card to their death, and then they do damage. You know what I mean? Based on how many people are like launched at them. You know what I mean? So like like there's one card that's fanaticism that is very essential that is essentially like suicide bombing, where like you can send people, um, up to three people, uh, to to deal damage and they get destroyed too or whatever. And you're like, man, that's crazy, huh? And then you play the military base card where it's essentially the same thing. You know what I mean? But you can do it with an unlimited number of people. And you're like, wow, it is honestly so similar you know what i mean like uh so and then the the last one i wanted to uh, to bring up andrew that is truly grounded in reality there you mentioned it earlier there is a plague card uh yeah and if you play a plague card on an opponent's card on an opponent's site then there is suddenly there is a plague that breaks out there and it will kill one follower there at the beginning of every turn until the plague is gone uh, and the way that you get rid of the plague is that if there are no more followers, then it will dissipate, basically. It'll it'll go away, which means you need to get your followers out of that place to another site and allow it to, like, air out, essentially. Um, so, <laughs> essentially, if you stay inside, Andrew, the plague goes away. Wow. Know? Wow. Where was this card, Andrew? Right. You know, back at the in March of 2020, February, January, <laughs> December of 2020. Um, you know, 
hey, to the developers of this game, uh, yeah, you made it in 2014, but how come you didn't tell us about this, you know? And so, anyway, <laughs> Andrew uh, and I are just playing this now after we went through the pandemic. Okay, could have used it a little yeah. bit ago, you know what I mean? I moved all my followers to my Applebee's card, and uh, the plague still didn't go away. It was like, come on. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> We went into another site where there is also the plague. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you don't, you know. <laughs> but that's how that's how plagues work that are sped, you know, spread through your breath and your the moisture in your mouth. You know what I mean? That's and your right. nose right. is you don't the you don't hang around the people that have it or may have it, and it will go away eventually. So there are some folks that maybe still need to play this game. Maybe you know. Well, and you know, Pete, that got me thinking this this whole plague thing. It's like, you know, what cuz the whole premise of this game is that time barons, right? Or like over, these shadowy overlords are like feeding humanity all these different technologies and then to make them fight, right? So what if Yeah. What if this what if this most recent plague was caused by a shadowy time baron? What do you think? Is this Wait, is this how conspiracy wow. theories start? This is online? exactly is this... how conspiracy theories start, Andrew. Oh my <laughs> goodness, I just stumbled upon We're, something. Uh-oh, I'm just looking at our numbers now, Andrew. We just got a huge bump in, you know, downloads <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> Oh uh, man! I was thinking, um, wouldn't it be cool if there was a? Uh, I guess the radio tower is kind of like that, but it's it, if you had a card that was like conspiracy, like you could spread false information, and it made maybe it made your opponent's f- uh, followers like f- hurt each other or something like that. It was like wow, theory, right? Andrew, you're developing new cards. That sounds like you're uh, starting uh, to do some work on an expansion, Andrew. Why don't we go ahead and uh, say I just got my expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Okay, so we're going to talk about expansion packs. And, uh, well, of course, we already talked about the, uh, the the one expansion pack that does exist for this game, or kind of the newer version of it. But uh, Yeah, that's right. We're, Kyle has we're gonna it. Talk about... We don't. Thanks <laughs> right. again, Kyle. We're, we're never going to get it, because it's for more than <laughs> two players. Um, but yeah. we want to talk about what expansion packs do we think they should make. Because, you know, games can have more than one expansion. Yeah, exactly right. Oftentimes, games do have multiple expansions, so they can have their first one, but they're going to need some more if they want to keep making that money. So that's where Andrew and I come in. Andrew, well, uh, what are you thinking here? What, what's your what's your plan for an expansion pack for uh, Time Well, Barrow? so I had my, my idea where the spreading a conspiracy theory... I mean, you can have a little more, yeah. more social things like that, like election tampering, um, installing a new dictator, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But... But uh, that's a little too advanced for my brain. I couldn't really think of how that would work. So here's what I thought. You know you have the four packs of cards. What if you had one that was like zero, okay, and you had to, you start before? So maybe you – Wow. It's like, it's like uh, cavemen times, you know? So it's like uh-huh. you got big stick is one of your cards that you could get. Um, right. You know, big rock would be another one. Yeah. Um, Wheel. And – wheel only yes, wheel another. in existence kind of thing yeah right <laughs> maybe uh some of your like uh sites could be like cave or uh or campfire or something right. like that you know so tree I just think big would, tree yeah because i was trying to think like you can't really go past the future stuff too much but hey we could go even further back you know because pe- yeah. humans have been fighting for their since they've been humans really oh yeah oh, absolutely for sure they were cursed you know what i mean <laughs> right. um 
Andrew, speaking of being cursed, here's my ex, uh, idea for an, an expansion for Time Barons. I'm going to go ahead and pitch the U.S. President War Crimes expansion, Andrew. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, an expa- a series of cards uh, inspired by all of the war crimes that the U.S. presidents uh, specifically have committed ever since, you know, World War II. Uh, and just never had to answer for, essentially, Andrew. So, you know, it's kind of split up into certain eras, you might even say, like, um, you know, from Eisenhower through Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, even Carter, you know, God rest his soul. Wow. Definitely, definitely through Reagan. You've got the era of, uh, you know, like Central American coups, you know what I mean? Or coups and other... You know, the anti-communist era, basically, where which unfortunately yes. st- still the case, but um, where uh, U.S. interventionism. Well, I guess you'd call this just like Cold War, but, um, you know, like U.S. interventionism in, in any um, country that might even have a sliver, a sparkle of communism in its eye. We went in and just absolutely gutted it. You know what I mean? And which is, of course. A war crime. We can't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it, the, there's very specific uh, Geneva Conventions that are like, hey, you know, you can't just, like, start a war on the pretense of, like, maybe it might happen someday or something like that. And you definitely can't, like, help uh, revolutionaries, like, take over their government. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So it's like Eisenhower's got the coup in Guatemala. Kennedy's got the invasion of Cuba. Uh, Johnson has the Indochina War, the coup in the Dominican Republic. Nixon has the bombing of Cambodia and Laos. By the way... Two million tons of bombs dropped on Laos. Uh, still one of the most ever in the world. Insane. Uh, Ford had the Indonesian invasion of East Timor that uh, he helped with, which is was genocide. Uh, Carter, who is a sweet soul who builds, uh, you know, uh, houses for uh, helping hands or whatever that is, volunteer. By the or way, at the, at the time of this recording, not uh, deceased yet. I think you said rest, just rest his soul. I think he's still alive. Well, re- I hope he's resting. You know, hope his soul okay. is resting. <laughs> yeah, he um, definitely should be resting, yeah. But he, but even Carter increased aid to Indonesia during that, you know, genocide, the invasion of, of East Timor. Reagan, I mean, hey, what do we got to say about Reagan? You know what I mean? Uh, it, literally, almost every Central American country you can name, uh, he started a coup in to try to defeat any kind of you know, socialism or communism there, including Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Bolivia, Honduras, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, Suriname. I mean, just the man had his finger in every single pie he could get it into and just gutted every single country. Um, and then eventually we got into, you know, like the war on terror, essentially. Um, and so then you got George H.W. Bush, who lied to start the Gulf War. There was no Iraqi buildup at the uh, border of Saudi Arabia. That was a lie, just like his son went on to do. Uh, and then after essentially giving Iraq the green light to invade Kuwait, you know, then he turns on Iraq. They dropped 88,500 tons of bombs on Iraq, uh, including on civilian infrastructure. You know what I mean? Uh, so certainly war crimes there. Those, these are all different cards, you know, we can come up with. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, so I, they, forgot, I forgot what we were talking yeah. about for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Also, he mo- also uh, you know, can't, can't get by George H.W. both without mentioning that he most likely did assassinate JFK uh, when he was in the CIA. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you've got – here's some cards that we got so far, right? Start a anti-communist coup. You know, it could be a huge card. That would do a lot of damage. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, right. You've got, like, you know, fund a genocide. You know what I mean? You, you can say, like, lie to start a war, you know. 
um, record number of bombs dropped, you know what I mean, assassinated JFK, different stuff like that. You got Clinton, who, of course, uh, extra, uh, extrajudicial rendition, which was abducting people and moving them to a country known for torturing prisoners so that you didn't have to do oh. it yourself. That was essentially invented by Clinton during that time, uh, or at least made famous by Clinton during that time. Great, good for him. Uh, you got... Uh, W. Bush, you know, authori- authorizing the uh, authorization for use of military force post 9-11, you know what I mean, which allowed them to get into Afghanistan, the Philippines, Georgia, Yemen, um, Kenya, Ethiopia, Eritrea, Iraq, Somalia, lied about the WMDs, ignored the UN's uh, weapons instructors, used white phosphorus torture, Guantanamo Bay, so it's a long list for Bush, Obama, 540 uh, drone strikes, including outside of combat zones and in countries where we're not technically at war with. They uh, started doing double tap strikes where they would strike with a drone strike, and then five minutes later they would strike again, which means they were essentially striking the first responders that came out to help the the people who died in the first one. Um, More torture under Obama. Then you got Trump, of course, who assassinated Soleimani in uh, Iran, which is insane that that just went by without any problem uh aided uh, trump was one of the first uh, presidents ever to aid service members that are accused or convicted of war crimes against the advice of his own military leadership so like even the own military was like well don't get in the way they did commit war crimes don't you know what i mean he was like nah they didn't actually commit crimes i'm gonna pardon them i'm gonna you know what i mean just insane stuff these are all so i think there's just Tons of inspiration for cards, Andrew, for how, uh, you know, <laughs> how we can, uh, you know, translate this into a lot of harm that can be done. Right. Uh, now, I would like to see how the artwork is done for all these, you know. That's yeah. That's what I'm interested in. I would probably uh, I would probably ask for it to be done in kind of a New Yorker style myself. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just, just a cat. Just a cat. You. Yeah, a cat watching, you know, George H.W. Bush, you know what I mean? And just being like, oh boy. you know what I mean? I'm not so sure about those WMDs, you know, in like a real sassy voice. Right. Right. Well, that was uh, <clears throat> quite a history lesson. I almost feel like, Andrew, yeah. we would uh, want to get off this planet as, as fast as we can, know what I mean? And I don't know why anybody would want to come to this planet uh, after hearing that after, list of after things, hearing that all most that powerful, yeah. yeah that the most powerful country in the world that every president in the most powerful country of the world has has done even the nicest ones quote unquote uh i don't know why anybody would even try to come are you here, trying but, to are you trying to but say maybe that they every, would. are you trying to say that every single military engagement after world war ii was really unnecessary is that what you're trying to say yeah, uh, I'm trying to say, as Noam Chomsky would say, uh, you could probably try in the if the Nuremberg trials were applied to, you know, every single presidency since World War II, they would probably be hanged. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, um, might be might be a cool spot for like a. Uh, let's just say Earth's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Know what I mean? Uh, which yes. is a quote that could be attributed to extraterrestrials. extraterrestrials now speaking of extra extraterrestrials i know that all those presidents that you just listed and all their war crimes in great detail they all have met extraterrestrials yeah. and been on ridden on ufos right i mean and that's true. oh yeah everything one okay. of them they've all shaken hands with uh, aliens i've seen the pictures on the tabloids okay um, so that could be a card that could be a card right there but anyway, that could be a card um, right there exactly right 
Anyway, in this segment, we're going to assume that aliens uh, exist, and they land on Earth, and they insist that you show them your Earth games. So are we going to be showing them time barons? Uh, what do you think? Hmm. Good question. Well, first of all, I would like to refute you saying if aliens exist. We know they do because every president has met them. The question oh, uh, is, right. if they land and they talk to us, the average person, you know what I mean? Uh, are we going to show them this game, Andrew? I'm going right. to say, no way in heck, Andrew. This no, would be I way agree. too embarrassing. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. I'm I think they'd be like, imagine showing this to an advanced civil, a, a civilization that's so advanced they're able to interstellar travel, you know what I mean, from where they are to us. And then they look at, and then we show them like what we've done over the years, which amounts to becoming more technologically advanced and then using the technology to kill people. You know what I mean? Right. I'm I'm a big believer in uh, the Star Trek vision as our future history, Pete. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Uh, Gene Roddenberry's vision, where it's it's kind of like you know instead of going the route of Mad Max or the Matrix, it's kind of like no, humanity has figured out all their problems in the future and mm -hmm. you know everything's going great um, yeah worth this... worth noting that andrew also is somebody that bullies you know w would walk up to and then go like back off and go like okay man you know uh, just to, <laughs> you know as he's as he's like recounting like he's like well in season uh, you know season five episode three of uh, the next generation <laughs> uh, and they're like i'm good man i'm sorry you can keep the money you know what i mean <laughs> but no i'm i'm there with you andrew no, no, no. It's a great, it's a great, I mean, it's definitely a cheesy show for sure, but uh, it's a great vision of the future, you know? Oh, yeah. They don't even, they don't even, they don't even know this, Pete, in Star Trek, they don't even use money. People don't, they, they have no use for money because they have, okay, you can travel instantly anywhere you want, right? Yep. And they have replicators. You can make anything that you want instantly. So why would you need money, right? So everybody just does. Sounds like socialism to me, Andrew. Without money, how are people <laughs> no, no. ever going to, uh, you know, everyone's going to be lazy, Andrew, you know what I mean? Depending no, on the, pursue... the welfare of the, of the central state, you know what I mean? In Star Trek, people pursue their interests just because they want to do it. So they even want to. No, I don't know, space. man. I I went to business school. I don't I don't think we never learned about that. <laughs> people having their own interest in pursuing things, you know, for the betterment of society. That sounds like bunk to me. Uh huh. Right. Pe people have to be, you know, people have to see money and realize that they have to work to get it to get anything done. You know what I mean? Well. Listen, my whole point of this is that, uh, you know, this game, uh, Time Barons, it shows kind of the opposite. Like, when you go into the future, it's still wartime, right? So right. if we show this to extraterrestrials, we're never going to be accepted into the Federation of Planets. And oh, so we good just, point. We, we can't do that. Oh, yeah. You know? They would wipe gonna, us. they just blast us off the planet immediately. Right. As soon as they, as soon as they like saw the, this, as soon as they got to the last card of this game, they'd go, okay, I get it. So anyway, they're, they're like, you know calling back to the people on the ship they're like hey you know ed uh or uh, no they're calling back and they're going like hey 11 and 13 uh fire up the lasers you know what i mean you know their names are 11 and 13 you know uh to right. reveal at the end uh um, we'd be like we'd be like the klingons we'd just be uh you oh, know yeah. war war hungry just not not part of the yeah well, actually i guess they were oh were they accepted well the klingons were part of the federation but they were no. totally no, they were different not. were they not they, no 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 that well no. in the in the original series they were at war with the Klingons right they were and then oh okay and then but they war, made, they but weren't war part of the Federation is they were of, he wouldn't they have had been a treaty to, with right? them they had oh. a treaty with them according to the the Kittimer Accords 
okay? And uh, oh boy, yeah, that, how do you like that one? You're deep uh, in this one. Yeah, what's his face? I'd love it actually, honestly. <laughs> Captain Kirk runs into the meeting at the last minute and like says, I forget, he says something and it makes the Klingons agree to like to the treaty. So they're not part of the wow. Federation, but they are still. They're they're all just obsessed with fighting so i think they're right. we are the clean well in this scenario i think we're we're much worse than them though because they are presented in a way where it's like it's an honor-bound society where it, it means something to them we just we just do it because we can you know what i mean <laughs> oh i it's, guess that's uh, a good point <laughs> you know what i mean uh no we're we're i mean let's, let me put it this way is is it just fantasy star trek yeah because we'll never be good enough we'll never we're never going to evolve to that point andrew sorry no, Pete, I disagree. This is where we disagree. This is where our friendship ends. Is, is in the future when, uh, when humanity. <laughs> I think I think is. the planet. I think the planet's gonna burn up before we reach that point. Andrew, no, no, we'll figure it out. And once uh, we go to Mars and we live on, you know, Be- Bezos planet number one or whatever, it's you know, we're definitely ain't. Then then we're doomed. You know, we're definitely not gonna become you know good people at that point. Well, speaking of Bezos, I guess actually if we are if we are one. Uh, Star Trek alien, we are definitely the uh, Ferengi um, because yeah. their whole thing is all about money and greed. Money. So, profit, right? They worship profit. Money, money, greed. money. Money. Yep, exactly. Andrew, uh, I only got one question left for you because now all I'm thinking of is money and it's taken up about 98% of my brain just like society wants me to be thinking. You know what I mean? So yeah. I only have 2% of my brain left and it only contains this one question. Two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? How sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give Time Barons a rating from 0 to 100 percent sure okay absolutely andrew andrew i'm gonna say that i am 69 percent sure that two people should play time barons andrew i know that sounds pretty low because i've been kind of you know i've been pretty glowing about it recently during this past hour or so uh but i do think it's a good game i just wanted more from it, Andrew. Know what I mean? Mm. First of all, sixty-nine is a very funny number, so I gave it that. I was gonna you say, I mean? uh, nice. You know? you know, nice, exactly. Um, and second of all, it's a respectable number. It's not, you know, this is not. This is far from a bad game. It just has a lot of promise, and I just need more from it. Um, first of all, the game is all about war, as we've established n- numerous times, which is not usually my bag, honestly. But right. this is a good one. Like, if this wasn't a, as good a game, uh, this would have a much lower score for me because I don't care about the subject matter, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not, a, if right. you have a game that's all like guns and stuff like that, it's not my thing. Uh, so, and, and all killing and stuff like that. I don't like it. Uh, so f- the fact that this, that this game, which is a, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of killing in this game, uh, it, at least in theory, you know, in abstract or whatever. It's still got as high a score for me is because the game's good. The art is extremely solid, uh, as we've covered, in my opinion. The mechanics solid. Uh, I just want more meat on these bones. Like um, we we uh, I talked about how it, it takes an extra step in adding the accessory cards. It takes an extra step in adding the whole mechanic of moving the followers around to trigger things, and also being able to essentially move your hit points around to try to 
make make them get hit less or whatever to lose less right. and everything like that. All cool stuff, but I just even still I just need a little bit more. Um, at least now we only we didn't play with the expansion. Um, we only played with the big you know the, st- the starter set essentially. I would have liked some more cards, and I would have liked maybe just a few more mechanics in there. Like in Munchkin, Andrew, this this game is we we were yeah. saying this game is very Munchkinly when we were playing it, and we both <laughs> like Munchkin a lot. Uh, in Munchkin, there's there there's kicking down the door to fight the monsters. There's a lot more cards. There's items you can buy. There's there's equipment you can put on and stuff like that. There's just like a lot going on in in Munchkin essentially, um, and it leads to you feeling very deep in it basically right. um and, and different strategies you can take to try to win and um and in this game there's there's different strategies but there there's not many and you're always trying to do the same thing which is just like somehow do more damage than the other person can do to you you know what i mean that's what it all comes down to in this game um and quite frankly some cards are clearly better than others there is a bit of a balance issue here i felt um if they if they tweaked it more, I think that they could have arrived at this that that golden game, board game situation where you have tons of choices and strategies to make to arrive at victory, basically. And I think they just they could have cooked this one a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, it's unique for sure, um, and there's some really cool combination things you can do in here. I just uh, just wanted to lean more uh, in that direction of of different combinations and mm-hmm. different things mm-hmm. you can do to, to really hook me. What do you think, Andrew? Well, I kind of, I get where you're coming from. Like you wanted more cards, like definitely if this game were more like Munchkin, where you had all these different add-ons and things that could really, like some of the cards are even duplicated. Like you have um, multiple, uh, I guess, temples in there, multiple Churches catapults. And in multiple, there. So it's right. kind of like, oh, well, I just, you have that one. Oh, I also have that one. Um, it'd be kind of neat if it was, everything was, just unique maybe yeah um there were there were turns uh there were times when we started these games injure where you and i would essentially do the same thing for the first two turns like you know what i mean you'd right. be like well i'm gonna put down a church and then i'm gonna put two followers on it and i'd be like right. i am also gonna do that because that is a good idea and i also have one you know what i mean like and, and right. you know what i mean right um and i'll say the other drawback for me on this game is that uh sometimes you can get into a situation where one person has a card that can just keep on attacking and the other person really has no answer for that until yeah. you pull another card. So that's a situation where you're like on the ropes. So you can really get on the ropes quickly in this game and mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to get back into the game. But sometimes you can yeah. and that's really exciting, you know, when you pull the right card at the right time and you can disable whatever is hurting you and kind of, you know, gain the advantage right. again. But some, sometimes and- it's just over very quickly. And as far as I could tell, and maybe I just am missing it, um, but there wasn't a way when you're on the ropes where it's just like, if I can puzzle this out, I know there's a solution out there. You know what I mean? Right. If I do the right combination of things, it will get me back in this. I just need to figure out what that is. You know what I mean? I, I didn't feel like that was there. I felt like it was just the kind of thing where it's like, no longer how, no matter how long you stared at the situation, you know what I mean, and, and thought about what you could do. You just you were just always like, nah, there's nothing. There's really nothing I can do right now unless I pull a card that's going to be doing X, Y, and Z. So, now that being said, though, uh, I do love chance. So even if I'm on the ropes and I have to rely on pure chance of pulling a good card, I actually kind of like that. Um, yeah, you know, I I'm not as into like the whole looking at the puzzle thing. Like you said, you want a lot of choices. I don't. 
I kind of like this sim. It, it's all kind of very simple, and it kind of just fits nicely in a nice little package, you know, this game. It's yeah. like every card yeah. kind of works it's nicely tight. with every other card, and it's not too cluttered or messy, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. which I which I appreciate. Uh, so I, I like this game. It's not. It's just that I guess maybe some other games have a little more to them, I think, like like you said. Like, yeah. it's fun. But it's it's after you played it several times, it is kind of just the same thing. It's kind of simple. But it is. I had a blast playing it. But anyway, yeah. my uh, my score. I'm gonna give it a 78 percent, which is you know, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I'm almost good. up there in the eights. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Andrew. Uh, um, if only we could figure out what the average of the, our two scores is. Oh wait, we can if we just jump to our leaderboard. Leaderboard. So in our leaderboard here, we are going to average our two scores, like Pete said. We're going to take Pete's 69, nice, and my, uh, what did I give it, 78, and yep. average those out to a 73.5% sure that two people should play mm. the game of Time Barons. Yeah, uh, now that is a good score. It does land it at 20th on our list currently, um, mm-hmm. which, which you know, you, you hear that and you go, what the heck? You know, that's well, that sounds really low, but it's like, well... But it's it's twentieth with a seventy three point five, which is a good score. You know, what I mean, there are just other things that are just you know happen to be above it. Sometimes by very small margin, like uh, Glasgow is is right above it, but it's only above it by point five points. You know what I mean? Um, right. Lightsabers dueling pack is above that, uh, but it's only above uh, above it by one whole point. You know what I mean? So they're all pretty close. Yes. Um, and it comes in right above the number twenty one game Hive, which yeah. Uh, is a, we is both a very it. well-liked game, right? We yeah, that at 71%. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, also a very unique game as well, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, like I said before, I just gotta, it's, it's a very fun game. I had fun playing it, but yeah. uh, there are just some games that give you a little bit more. It's, like a, it's a very light game. It's like, it's like hey, you want to you wanna play this for 20 minutes? Sure, yeah, it's fun. You know. Yeah, exactly. Every, the bones are there, you know what I mean? It's all... Right you know the structure of this game is cool and unique um and it and it, just the fleshing out of it is something that you know could could ha- could happen and maybe it happens in the the expansion maybe it happens in future expansions as well when they all put them together but we didn't have that we just have the base game so you know you gotta i just want that cooked pete you said this game is cool and unique right yeah it is those are two uh, those are two words that i would use for this one andrew unique also cool well that got me thinking are we cool and unique? Hmm. Are we cool? That's right, Andrew. After playing this game, are we still cool and unique? <clears throat> it's our next, it's our segment, Are We Cool and Unique? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Um, and also, how many points did our uniqueness go up or down, Andrew? <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to say that uh, we played Time Barons, and how many board game reviewers can even say that andrew huh it's kind of a lesser known <laughs> game so our uniqueness went up by two points absolutely um and our friendship i'm gonna say andrew our co- how cool our friendship is went up by one point i'd say andrew ah. i um this is a very confrontational game you know what i mean you are directly like we said you're launching missiles at people's churches you know what i mean so you'd think that it uh, that our friendship would go down but right, I th- like you said, uh, you had a blast playing. I I also had a blast playing it. Uh, hey, missile pun, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Secretary of Defense just losing it, you know what I mean? Also, meanwhile, he's, you know, Cole Cole and Powell listening to this, cracking up, you know what I mean? And then also, 
cons- oh, you know, tell- telling uh, <laughs> telling the current Secretary of Defense it's definitely a good idea to bomb Syria. Uh, <laughs> but uh, while listening to our podcast, by pauses our pauses our podcast to call the you know current Secretary of Defense saying, yeah, go ahead, bomb Syria, definitely intervene there. Um, anyway, Andrew, we had a blast figuratively playing this game, so I, I say up one point. I also said up one point, Pete. Would you believe that? Um, it's wow. fun. I would say if we had just played once or twice, maybe like you know, if you play once and because uh, you, if you have one of those games where you're just like I said on the ropes and you feel like there's you're just flailing, there's nothing you can do to win, uh, and yeah. then you lose, it's not a great feeling. Um, but since we've played multiple games of this, you realize, oh, that doesn't happen every time. It's just kind of luck. So um, sometimes you can be on the other end of that. Sometimes it can be a much more evenly matched uh, fight to the end. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it was fun. After playing multiple times, you realize, oh, this is just kind of, like, especially when a game is has a lot of luck involved. There's definitely strategy, but there's also a lot of luck involved in what cards you pull, uh, which I love. So I always feel yep. good after those because you're like, well, there's nothing like, even if you lose, it's like, well, heh. Just bad luck, you know? Nothing I could do. Yeah, it's still fun. Exactly. And it's a quick game. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if you lose when you go, let's just set it back up. Let's go again. Something about the colors made me feel good about this game. I don't know what it was. It was like, they were all color The art direction is good in this game. I like just, that. yeah, something yeah. about like those four packs of cards just lined up there. I was like, ah, oh, this is, I don't know. It's cool. It just made me it's feel cool. good. It's cool. You yeah. don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you there. this uh, mechanic or whatever of pulling different cards from different stacks has been done, you know, in other games, but it's not that common. It's it's cool. In in a, you know, in a, um, in the realm of war games where there's nothing new under the sun, you know what I mean? Some There are <laughs> right. some things that are less common than others. And if you can pull them off, it's really cool. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun, unique game. Andrew... Um, we might even tune into that game again at some point in our future, Andrew. And I definitely play again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And our listeners should definitely play this episode again, Andrew, <laughs> to give us another listen. <laughs> Just play it twice. As soon as this one ends, play it again. Um, hey, you know what? And I want to remind all our listeners out there to play this. First of all, play this episode at least three times so you get a good sense yep. of it and then i want you to visit our tumblr to play that game podcast.tumblr.com uh yep. visit our twitter at to play that pod and our instagram at to play that game podcast and visit us on facebook do we still do facebook mm-hmm. Pete? i think we yeah we do right oh so, uh, yeah but it's uh, gone i don't know it's um it has been. It has not been tended uh, as well a garden as it, it was not uh, watered by by the viewers. Where were you guys? You haven't been watering the, you know. Well, okay. Uh, in that case, then visit our MySpace at two com- at yeah. uh, myspace.com. Now that one's thriving. Know what I mean? I've got uh, Tom is our friend there, and oh, uh, you know. perfect. Wow, you got Tom. Uh, That's amazing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, I know I know somebody, and his name's Tom. Andrew, I um. I also want our viewers to tune in next time. Yes. Unless you get another friend. Oh, that's right. If you get another friend, you're going to want to tune in to a different podcast called uh, Two Threes in a Pod. Mm. That's that pod. That's that podcast where they review uh, three-player board games while eating snap peas. Yeah, that's right. They're kind of breaking the first rule of podcasting. They, you know, you never eat on mic. They say. Oh yeah, it's just it's gross. It's not yeah. fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a very gross podcast to listen to. I don't know why they, uh, I don't know why they went with that theme. Two threes right. in a pod. It's almost like they thought of the name first, and then they're like, "Well, what are we gonna? 
we got to do something with peas. And they're like, well, um, we'll just eat them. We'll just eat right. them, I guess. I mean, the pod then, thing uh, is kind of clever, but, you know, when people use the word pod in their yeah. podcast. Yeah, but, uh, I know. Yeah. Threes rhymes with peas. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, it's just uh, somebody probably should have stepped have, in and just been like, you know. Yeah, then you have two in you have two in there, so it's like, is this a two player board game thing or a three player board game thing? Also confusing. Yeah, I mean that's why I tra- it, that's why I found it because I thought it was about. It also two says players. two threes, so is that two groups of three? Is that like six? Now you have six player board games in a pod. Now you got six in, a, in your pod. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You can't even fit three six peas in a pod. I don't think. I don't know. Ah, if you're strong enough, you probably could. I could probably do. it. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?